0: Perfect podcast You reprobate you You scamp You delinquent you How the fuck are you? How you living? Is it good? Is it in mansions and benzes? I hope it is I hope uh, this uh, week has treated you well And the world has not gotten you down As it sometimes tends to do Me I'm I'm out. Been a bit of a weird week Like I just haven't been I haven't been at the top of my game, I would say, but I'm still in the game. So that's pretty good and have been working on some interesting things. So I guess I can just tell you about those interesting things. I mentioned it a little bit last week but it's coming up from the 8th to the 11th of September is the Point Point Waterfront Arts Festival, which is something that I'm going to be a little part of. I'm helping organize the comedy with that. So super stoked about that. There should be an announcement later today, if you're listening to this on the Friday that it comes out, about who's joining us. Some of the acts you will recognize from this podcast and some you will recognize from your tv screens from the national arts festivals and from posters around the world not the world maybe the world some of them yeah some of them have done international shows but most of them local acts uh who are just fucking wonderful and i'm stoked somewhere at the heat city comedy festivals a few years back and it's going to be rad to see them again and have them in durban again and i'm just stoked that it's like a much bigger thing than the heat city comedy festival and also for me much smaller because that was a lot of work like i look at that poster again and there's like what like 50 names on there which should have been like 30 names if we're being completely honest but i used to have the whole thing of give everyone a chance you know let's uh let's try to build the scene let's work together and uh yeah That was a mistake. Uh, you got to work with the right people. You've got to book acts that people actually want to see and that will be excited to work with you and that don't feel entitled and to actually appreciate the efforts that goes into organizing something like a comedy festival at multiple different venues and all of that shit. Like, it does get frustrating. And I mean, I even with music and stuff, you know, like as a promoter, as a booker and that... It's weird, the relationship between the artist and the person putting you on stage. Because the artist always, like, tends to think, like, Oh, fuck this guy, he's not paying me enough. They're promoting other people more than me. They're doing this, they're doing that. And the promoter's always just like, This act is not bringing in enough money to fucking deal with their bullshit. At least that's how I've felt. Like, at times, being a promoter, I know that promoters can be sketchy as fuck. I've dealt with <laughs> some strange ones as well. I'm not saying that uh, every promoter is exactly on the up and up. But at the same time, like, the relationship has to work for both people. Like, that's what I feel like artists don't, often don't understand. They're like, they bring their four friends who, two of which were on the guest list, And now they're wanting the same fee as someone who draws 20 people or 50 people or 100 people or whatever it is, you know, and it's like, yo, you got to kind of know where you're at with all of this. And uh, yeah, I know some people will be like, isn't your job as a promoter to bring people in? Yeah. And one of the ways you do that is by booking acts that draw people. Weird. I know. But that is a part of the whole thing. Anyway, I'm digressing quite a bit. Uh, Basically just had some PTSD there coming out with you, (laughs) because you're organizing events and stuff is definitely, it can be a bit of a headache, and it can be a bit of a nightmare, but I don't think that's going to happen with this Point Waterfront Arts Festival. It's a whole group of really rad people who are coming together to do this as a collective, and it's not corporate. It's not like there might be some funding. There might be some sponsorships at some point, but as we're all going into this, we're all going into it knowing that this is a grassroots kind of thing and something that we're trying to create to once again, you know, just give space to artists and to create something fucking rad in Durban, creating a cultural event that people will get value from and joy from and remember and, just fucking enrich their lives with so i'm really looking forward to it the venues that we've got are fucking sick 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 so fucking cool still you know working out different details and kinks and stuff like that lineups and various different things and yeah just gonna have to work together to bring you something dope so that's something to look forward to from the 8th to the 11th of september Another thing to look forward to, if you want to hear me do some stand-up comedy, is out in Kloof next week, Saturday, that's the 23rd of July at Stump Nose Brewery, we're doing On The Nose Comedy, and uh, I will be hosting that with Jem Atkins as your headliner, we've got Abby Hudson coming through, we've also got uh, Tibbs Doomy, and then is going to be opening the show, so... If you missed out on house sits because you couldn't uh, get there because you stay up the hill, well we're coming to you now. So come on through to <laughs> Stump Nose Brewery, I don't know what I was doing there, I'm sorry. Just uh, go go to the Almost Perfect website, click on the fucking poster that you see on the side there, or just scan the QR code and you can get your tickets for 50 Rand presale, they are 70 Rand at the door. and. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else to tell you about that gig. It's actually been stressing me out a little bit. I'll be honest with you. Haven't hosted in a while. <laughs> and it was weird. The, uh, the other day, I was submitting for a job interview. Well, not for a job interview. just for. A, no, I was just submitting like an application for a job. And yes, I do have a job currently, but I'm not getting enough work through them. So I'm trying to find more. I'm trying to stack these racks. Bye-bye. And one of the things I asked was to tell them a joke. And being a comedian, obviously, I wanted to tell them one of my jokes, and so I started going through all my jokes, and I hated them all. (laughs) I was very much like, I can't share this, I can't share that, I can't share that, because a lot of my shit is uh, what they call edgy, and (laughs) I don't know if that's exactly the kind of foot I want to um, start on when it comes to applying for a job. So eventually, I went with one of my newer jokes that I've been enjoying lately, and It's made me go like, damn, dude, you need to actually write some PG material and write some stuff that's not so dark all the time. Write some stuff that's not just constantly depressing and about how much everything is uh, going to shit and how we're all going to die. Because that is a lot of my comedy lately. Granted, I am working on a show called It's Not the End of the World, but there needs to be some brevity in there, (laughs) I think. yeah the joke I went with uh, was I thought I was doing nothing with my life so I started meditating just to make sure I've also been watching a lot of the green room with Paul Provenza all the episodes are on YouTube which was this show on HBO Showtime back in like 2000 I think maybe maybe later than that but it basically got a bunch of different comedians around the table just to discuss comedy and the world and all of those sorts of things. And that definitely made me feel like more of a fraud. Because, fuck, cats are funny. Not everyone. So Like, some of them are awkward as fuck. But you're just watching, like, people come up with jokes on the fly that are just so quick, so funny, so fucking smooth, man. It was like, damn, I, like... It just makes me like want to obviously just get on stage more and more and more so that like i cannot feel so inadequate against you know like not not necessarily my peers but people who i want to be my peers and yeah fucking also listen to the mark maron episode with orny adams which if you're a comedian who like me you know you do a lot of uh research i guess <laughs> like you watch a lot of stuff related to comedy. There is a documentary on Jerry Seinfeld called Comedian that Orny Adams was in. And in that documentary, Orny Adams comes across as an asshole. Now, so does Jerry Springer. Like, I not Jerry Springer. Fuck. Jerry Springer is an asshole. Uh, but Jerry Seinfeld, like, he definitely comes across as an asshole. To me, at least. I'm like, I wasn't feeling that dude from that. But, like, they really made this Orny Adams guy out to be... A complete fucking narcissist. And I mean, he kind of seems like he maybe might be a little bit, but definitely not the guy that was portrayed in the documentary. So that was a really great chat. Like I was looking forward to it when I saw that he was going to be on because I've been interested for years to know like what the effects that documentary had on his life. And dude like took some knocks, man. (laughs) Took some heavy fucking knocks. So, I guess there's some lessons to be learned from that. Like, if someone approaches you to be in a documentary with a much, 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 much more famous comedian than you, and you two are the only two people in that documentary, you might be portrayed as the bad guy. Like, you you might be the antagonist in this story rather than the protagonist. So, just look out for that. But... Yeah, like, just those conversations, like, with the green room and then the Orny Adams one and that, you know, a lot of it has, like, got my imposter syndrome tingling and the, you know, sending a joke thing through. It's like, in South Africa, even if you're in Joyburg or Cape Town and stuff like that, it's very difficult to actually live, like, the stand-up comedy life that you hear about overseas and that, you know, like, especially in England and America where people are doing gigs two, three times a night, you know, <laughs> like that is the fucking dream. And in Durban, I don't think that's ever going to be a reality. Like, I just, I don't know, maybe, maybe someone else can make that happen. But I, yeah, more and more, like, I know, like, my time for the city is limited because my dreams, I guess, or my goals, my, wants and needs are a bit bigger than what is available at the moment so yeah that's that's stuff to think about and work on and eventually you will be listening to me do this podcast from somewhere else where exactly well time will tell um what else i've got so that that was nothing that was on the notes except for the point order arts festival and the show include okay We've got three other things on the notes one is slow cooker butter chicken curry i made a slow cooker butter chicken curry last night it was fucking delicious like two things i need to get across to you personally if you do not cook if you cannot cook or you think you cannot cook you need to fucking change that learning how to cook well is the number one skill that i think i've acquired in this life and the one that i feel offers the most value repeatedly like For breakfast, lunch, supper, I'm eating well baby, I'm eating deliciously. Like wouldst thou like to live deliciously? Hell fucking yeah I would. So just, it's a process, learning how to cook well does take time, but it also takes YouTube. That's it, you just go on YouTube, you search for your favorite fucking TV chef, or even just a random person and you look for recipes for the thing you want to try out you watch them do it and you go cool let me try that and then you fuck it up and then you look at someone else's way to do it and then you try that and then you fuck it up and eventually you all get it right and then you realize ah I needed to do that I needed to do this and bit by bit you develop your own style of cooking and you know stuff that suits your own tastes and eventually you get to just have gourmet fucking food at home with some amount of effort. Definitely some amount of effort. But I've also found that that effort is just as enjoyable. Like the process of cooking. Isn't this schlep or chore or nightmare that it has to be? Although I know if you're coming home from work fucking late and stuff, it's horrible. Like when I was on radio and would get home at like 6, 7 o'clock at night, the last thing I wanted to do was cook. But then again, I would, you know, cook on the Sunday on the slow cooker and have a bunch of food ready for the week uh, for those sorts of things. And yeah, the second thing is get yourself a fucking slow cooker. Slow cookers, like, or pressure cookers, I don't know if they're the same thing. I don't think they are. But a slow cooker is, man, if you like making stews and curries and fucking you know like if you want to do like a lamb shank or something like that slow cooker is the way it's fucking great and like you don't have to stress about it the way like with ovens and stuff you know with timing especially for like something like a lamb shank like the you've got to really like make sure you get everything timed well whereas with the slow cooker the longer the better like it's pretty hard to fuck that shit up it's just low and slow for hours and hours, and all you got to do is pre-cook the stuff just a little bit, chuck it in there, watch it cook. You don't even have to watch it cook. You just come back six hours later and you're like, sweet, I've got delicious food. So that's uh, life hacks from Bob Perfect. Uh, Next week's episode of Blowing Smoke with Bob is going to be the diff edition. Because next week, Thursday, diff starts. So gonna be doing a show that's all just songs from movie soundtracks. But not necessarily from the actual like soundtrack that you could buy the CD, because there's some movies that had great songs in it, but for some reason weren't on the CD that you could buy. But I'm going with the songs that were in the movies. So you can listen to that at 2 o'clock on Monday on the Other Dot Radio. And then the last note that I have here just says PR sucks. (laughs) This is because lately I've been dealing with some of the same frustrations I used to deal with with the Durban is yours fucking shit. Like I've waited it for a while, but now that the podcast is getting out there a little bit, I guess people are contacting me and that's good. Like that's really good. I like when relevant PR people get in touch you know when people listen to the podcast and go hey I've got a client that would be perfect for this instead what happens is people don't listen to the podcast and then they still message me being like hey I've got a client that I think would be perfect for this and then they send me someone who just wouldn't work for this at all like you know they're fucking in ed tech or some shit and (laughs) then you're like I, I feel like you haven't actually listened to this. Why did you ask my email address? Actually, that's the thing. If someone inboxes asking for my email address, I kind of already know because then they don't listen to the podcast. They haven't gone on the website and just looked at the fucking contact like thing or the about section or whatever. And so clearly they've just been searching on Twitter or Facebook or something and found a podcast and decided to try their luck. Uh, I mean, it's whatever, but it's a little annoying, especially like earlier this year, I had a incident, I guess, where a guest got contacted by a PR agency because the PR agency thought the guest was the host of the podcast because they didn't listen to it. They just saw it on social media. So they contacted the guest asking them, hey, do you want to have these people on your podcast? And they're like, ah, Here's the actual person who hosts the podcast. And then they were like, just message me, just, you know, carried on. Like, cool, no stress. And <laughs> we're like, hey, what do you think? And I ignored it. Of course I fucking ignored it. What do you mean? You haven't listened to the fucking podcast. You contacted the wrong person. And then you're just going to message me like, that's totally fine. Like, anyway, <laughs> they followed up. And I was like, listen, here's the here's the thing uh i know you haven't listened clearly you wouldn't have done the thing that you've done so not for me they apologized they said they were new to the game and i was like that's sweet that's right that's fine i get it you know being new like you don't always know the the right protocols and stuff but maybe in future be familiar with the work of like the people you're contacting because the thing that bugs me is this part like it takes fucking time you know it takes The setting it all up, the doing it, and then the editing, the putting it out. It's a fucking process. And so, the least you can fucking do if you're asking to be on this podcast, whether it's for yourself or somebody else, is listen to the fucking podcast. Right? Right? But cool. I get it. New to the game. That's fine. They apologize. They even sent me a bottle of whiskey to say sorry. And like, I was like, that's fucking rad. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Cool. Let me do the interviews then. They then said, oh no, the campaign's now over. And I just started laughing because I was just like, in my mind, I was like, okay, cool. You've been paid. Now you're off the clock. You're, you're done with this. And I was like, that's weird to me, but whatever. Like, it's no real sweat off of my back. I got a bottle of whiskey out of it. But yeah, if you're looking to get into the PR game or if even if you don't have a PR person and you're looking to contact different websites or podcasts and stuff like that, please try and be familiar with the fucking work. Like, that to me is obvious. But that's not how PR works. PR, the way it works is they just get as many email addresses as possible from people in the media and send them fucking press releases that they don't even read. Like that's, and then they charge their clients cause they sent out 300 fucking emails or something and the clients don't even know that the, like the the clients are happy cause they get in like, you know, five shitty fucking blogs and then they're like, oh, okay, we got some good return on investment on this one, but it could have been a lot better if people actually gave a fuck about their jobs. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a bit weird, I guess. And with that out the way, it's time for the shout-outs. So, as you should very well know, the shout-outs are for the titular titles tier over at patreon.com forward slash almostperfect, and there is a tier, there's a $10 tier, it's called the titular titles tier, and you can pick your title right here on the Almost Perfect Podcast if you sign up to that tier. They're also, like, you get sent shirts and mugs and various other things, and yeah, there's there's benefits. Just go check out Patreon if that sounds like something you would be into. Maybe I won't have to actually get another fucking job, you know. But I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna feel entitled to that. Uh, we're all struggling out here. But if you're struggling a little less, Patreon.com forward slash Almost Perfect. Anyway, <laughs> shout out to Riz Ventura, the director of purchasing. Shoutouts to Vishendra Naidu, our spiritual advisor. Shoutouts to King Julian. Shoutouts to Kron Slemmon, the almost perfect hedge fund manager. Shoutouts to Kron Chetty, the assistant to the regional manager. Shoutouts to Neil Green, our key group. Shoutouts to Russell Grant, the Far East correspondent. Shoutouts to our executive producer, Stephen Oliveira. Shoutouts to Rousseau, the storage clerk of subtle heresies in the Lesser Overberg region. And shout-outs to our benefactor, who is anonymous. Big thank you to Damian Root for providing the bed music and the intro music that you heard at the beginning of the show. And lastly, shout-outs to you. I will catch you on the flip side.